Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Light in the Morning podcast. I'm excited to welcome to Margo Lemark. Margo, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing fine, Neil. I hope you are, too. Always doing fantastic. And our, we're going to go into chapter two now. And it really has an interesting thing because I think, Margo, in a lot of ways, it was you were sowing your wild oats in a way. You were living life. You were understanding things. But you learned so many things in those experiences in chapter two, didn't you? Yes, for sure. For sure. You're right. It was young. We we're in college and you, you feel invincible. And yet I found out very dramatically that we're not, you know, when my boyfriend was killed in that car accident. And the interesting thing about the story, there's several kind of layers to it. One was sort of the ESP that I had, you know, we, we both had this connection you know, after I, when he graduated, he went into the Navy, I was still in college and we kind of had this really interesting connection over the ocean, you know, without it ever talking or anything. And so we had so many things happen on subtle levels simultaneously. And I think that's one level of the book, but the other level is just how, after he died, how I went into this state kind of a shock and felt like I was functioning on a whole different level. And he was there with me. And that was my first experience of realizing that someone doesn't die. They're not dead. They're right there. He was right there with me. And that, that was quite an interesting experience at a young age, young being, you know, early 20s, you know, to have somebody who was dead talking, basically talking to me just right there with me at the funeral <laughs> exactly was, and do you, think, you know it was, right. yeah do you think the experience you had being away from him grew you grew closer before his death being away from him um you know it, it's a good question i'm not sure just because we were so close in high school we were so close in college we were really really close friends and mm -hmm. You know, it just got, I think, amplified when he was overseas and I couldn't talk to him. I realized how close we were and how connected we were and how simultaneously things happened to me that happened to him, you know. So it's a good question. and I, I, I can't even answer it. I, I don't know. Because you're so close to him and yet you had to make a decision, which is a very hard decision that you talk about in this chapter, right? What decision are you referring to? There was uh, there were several the decision where he was going so elsewhere and you were going elsewhere, where that kind of the relationship went to long distance. Yeah, explain more of that. Yeah, well, it's just it's a typical thing after college where somebody goes one direction and somebody goes the other. You know, I I don't think um, we were just best of friends at that point, so we would have no reason to think we were going to be together or anything. It was only when we were at a distance that we both realized at the same moment, I noticed, I mean, I, I realized he was the one. He realized I was the one. He wrote me a letter from Australia. I wrote him a letter from California, and our letters crossed, and we both got them the same day. And we both said the same things in our letters. You know, it was very interesting. So when you lose somebody like that, you know, when later, you know, we, we had planned on getting married and um, just, just, it was kind of an interesting way the relationship came together again, but when we saw each other again, but we had planned on getting married. And so 
you know, in the midst of all that planning and everything for him to have died was incredible. And I was sitting in a bar in my college town um, by myself. My friends were around, but I was just kind of sitting at the bar by myself. And all of a sudden I froze. And I remember looking at the clock and staring at the clock and it's like time stood still. And I just started chugging shots for no reason. And people were like, Margo, what are you doing? And it turns out that that was the moment he was killed in the, the car accident. So it was so interesting how, how I was tuned in on one level to that, you know. It was really interesting to find out the timing of it the next day and to find out the next day that he was killed because I didn't know until I got woken up in the morning by my friend's phone call. Yeah, and yeah. So (laughs) we talked about that before with many different situations. We first covered the book the first time through, and now we're going into the Light of the Morning podcast, kind of going deeper into things. Do you feel that your intuition, your ability, even came out before that, especially with your death of your father, and then going into specifically enough now with relationships and people you're learning from that you're able to kind of understand not what makes them tick, but really understanding what they're about. And that helps you speak to people once they pass on in ways because of the way you're. Yeah, I I think so. Because I I have really realized that, that, that ability, that intuitive ability or whatever you want to call it is pretty real in me. I, I kind of knew it from a young age and, and it really came full circle. I mean, I really realized it with Ryan's death because I, I saw, the simultaneous happenings between the two of us. I um, saw that when when I looked at him in the casket and saw that he wasn't there, it was my my young realization that you know what the body's just the body and the soul lives on because he's like standing here with me and we're kind of both looking down at the body, you know. And I, I could see so clearly that he wasn't there. And what was interesting is during the funeral, the minister was giving the um, sermon and he talked about you know he, he I, I can't remember what he was saying this was a long time ago but I remember w- when he was talking I wanted to stand up and go no that's not true he's right here he's alive <laughs> and I I decide I mean I thought should I do that and I thought no do not disrupt this funeral because whatever he's saying is inspiring to people and I know what I know but I don't have to say that you know and then after the funeral people were coming up to me for you know, um, you know, crying and grieving and everything. And whatever I was saying to them was inspiring them. And they said to me, Margo, it's like Ron is talking, Ryan is talking through you. And I said, yes, he is. And and I I could feel everything that Ryan was saying to me in response to what they were saying to me. And so whatever it is that I said to them was really from him and they they could tell it was true. They knew it was true. So it, it was really interesting how I was able to have those moments with people and really give them something very deep from the other side. And, and they knew it. It, it was very cool. It, it was a, my first real experience to realize that the, the soul does not die in it. And that whole experience made me realize incarnate reincarnation. It was interesting. I realized that we just have life after life after life and we keep reincarnating. I mean, that's what his death really taught me. You know, it was, it was, it was a pretty interesting experience in the end, you know, that I realized death was just a charade that death is not dead, (laughs) you know? 
Exactly. And that gift you have was discovered then and then throughout the books, people need to get it. And I think that we look about the light in the morning podcast and we want to remember our loved ones, but something that you have special that maybe other people do or need to go see someone that has that special gift and ability is that we can communicate after death with our loved ones. We can understand where they've gone, where they moved on to and understand about life in general. And so I was listening, I was, I mean, I was reading the book into the, of your father's death and you learn things from that as well. Even though we're covering chapter two today, the kind of really shows up that prepared you in chapter two, right? In a way, because of how your father's death really spoke to you as well, right? Yeah, exactly. In my father's life, you know, just everything I learned from him about life and about more of a metaphysical life. You, you know, I, I realized um, from my father growing up, um, and, and it, it, it really, really came to fruition with Ryan's death, was that, um, you know, what, what appears to us as death is literally brilliant life unseen by us. And my father really introduced me to the unseen world. It, it, it was very real to me at a very very high consciousness and I, I saw the world through his eyes so you know when Ryan died I could see that brilliant life because I was in touch with him as I was looking at his body laying in the casket I knew his soul was out of the body and so I realized there is no death there's only a succession of lives in this continuum of life and there's just change. That's all. And, and Ryan's death made me realize that. And when I saw his face and saw that he was not in the body and yet he was here with me, I knew he was still alive on some, some level. And I realized that life is a continuum. And my, my father in many, many ways and different ways really talked to me about those kind of things growing up. So yeah, I, I feel very fortunate to have had that. And I agree with you, Neil, that when somebody dies, people should find somebody who can, you know, if there's some available that knows to contact your loved ones or know that they're alive after they're dead. It really does something to you. It's a really fantastic experience and it's very deep and personal and yeah, I'd recommend that people do that. Don't call me. I can't contact these people, but they contact me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> do you have the gift? Do you think you have the gift that those other people have? If you keep trying to work on it more, I'm just. It's a, this is what surprised um, me about the book and interviewing you this many times for the podcast, and now learning more and more how your dog spoke to you and all these different things. Do you have that specific gift? You've tried even further. To speak to people that are that passed on that might not even be people you know. No, I don't think I have that gift. Isn't that interesting? I think the gift that I have is of hearing. I'm open to yes. to. I guess I'm just open, and so people come to me, and when they and it's out of my control. They come to me, and I it's very clear who it is and what they're saying. You know, um, but. 
you know, like I've tried to contact my dog again and my dog's not responding. It's like I'm sure my dog is still there. But in some quiet moment, I, I know that she'll come back to me again. You know, I think I just need to be quieter or something. But I can hear them. I can't so far contact them. <laughs> so nobody has to call me about it, but they can find other people who can do that, you know. Exactly. I so think they're called mediums, and I don't. I don't call myself that because yeah, you, you might have to I don't know what. More. I don't know what it is. I think you can. I mean, Maybe I so. I think you do have that gift. I think that you just not open it up enough. Maybe it's just but just talk to somebody. I think maybe we need to and one of the have a medium on with you for an interview on on the podcast. I well, think- we could do that because guess what? I'm tonight I'm taking a class tonight. I'm taking my first class in communicating with animals. And it's a three week class every Tuesday night for the next three weeks and I'll let you know if I can communicate with my dog. <laughs> If you because I'm going to talk to an animal communicator light in the morning. And I think that's what the thing is, the light in the morning podcast and also your book brings to the table is not just, Hey, remembering the loved one's death, but really speaking to them, speaking to them years after yes. going through and yes. attacking people like you're trying to do in this course. And I'm excited. So the best place people can do is go to light or go to Amazon right now to purchase the book and make sure you like, and share the podcast, tell others about it. And Margo, I'm telling you, we're going to have to bring on a medium to, with us for one okay. of the episodes and see if she thinks or he thinks you have that gift. Maybe bring one of the celebrity mediums I know on the program and we should do it. So we'll we'll, we'll, we'll make a note. Oh, let's that. do it. That'll be fun. Yeah, exactly. Okay, good. I'll, I'll look forward to that. I appreciate it, Margo. We'll talk soon. Again, that was the light in the morning. Okay. Podcast. Take care, guys.